Hello, hello, and welcome to our first episode of Something to Noodle On. This is our first podcast. I'm your host, Mac and Cheese, please, but you can call me Mac. Today, I think it's only fitting that we talk about embarrassment. I think it's fitting for a first podcast episode because putting yourself out there can be super embarrassing. And so here we are putting out all of our thoughts and feelings and I'm embarrassed. So we're going to talk about it. Let's get into it, how it can be a good thing, even though in the moment it feels really bad and you hate it. So what is embarrassment? Well, I guess the definition says a sense of internal discomfort that can develop from both negative and positive situations and which typically occurs following an accidental failure to meet accepted social standards, an uncomfortable and often intense public emotion that may be characterized by feelings of exposure, awkwardness, or regret. I guess is the actual definition of embarrassment. And we hate it. We don't like that. So basically, it's just the uneasy feeling you get when you do something that you think someone else would view negatively or maybe even disapprove of. So what does that really even mean? Embarrassment is typically a negative experience. Well, we don't like to feel embarrassed regardless of what the source of embarrassment is because it almost always means that we're acting in a way that people think we shouldn't be, whether intentionally or unintentionally. Embarrassment really does feel like an umbrella term sometimes, just because of how many psychological and physiological reactions we have when we experience it, along with discomfort, definitely awkwardness, and potential guilt, and maybe even regret. We can also experience red hot blushing, perfuse sweating, that's me, I'm in that boat, hello, or maybe the inability to maintain eye contact. Uh, you know, not wanting to look at the people who just witnessed you do something totally and utterly embarrassing. Why do we feel that way? Like, you know, like when your crush sees you do something totally embarrassing and you immediately turn flush. I am definitely prone to doing that. My face gets so red and that in itself is embarrassing. Why, why does this happen to us? Well, what it really comes down to is we as people don't like to be judged. It's hard not to feel as though you're being judged when you make a mistake or commit a social faux pas with someone there to witness it. Perhaps without the accompanying feeling of being judged, we just be less inclined to feel embarrassed about our perceived failures. Think of an academic environment, for example, where sometimes making mistakes is viewed as a positive part of the learning experience. But when you're younger, maybe in middle school or high school and you're wrong, your peers make fun of you or your teacher is disappointed in you for not knowing the answer on the material that you've been studying for weeks, Am I speaking from experience? I don't know. Does it sound like I'm projecting? Maybe. Maybe I'm projecting. Anyways, school can be embarrassing, but for other reasons too. Let me tell you a story about a time when I was in middle school because let's be honest, middle schoolers are super weird and awkward as hell. Your body's doing weird things, your brain is an emotional roller coaster, and you're just kind of learning how to function as a human with all these complex feelings. It's a whole thing. 
So let me tell you a story about my friend Amanda and I. I have always been the like dress like a skater, friends with the skater kids kind of person. And my friend Amanda, when we were in middle school, was preppy. She shopped at Hollister and American Eagle and all of those stores. I don't even know if Hollister is still around. Does that mean I'm old? I don't know. Anyways, she and I wanted to wear the same outfit to school. So we're two young seventh graders at the mall hunting for the perfect twinned outfit as one does when you're in seventh grade, right? We're at the mall. She wants to go into Hollister and sees this red shirt. I'm talking Christmas red. It is not toned down by any means. And I think the shirt had like light blue, sky blue bubble writing on it because like shirts with writing on it were just in back then in a weird way. I don't know. I I don't like those shirts now, but that's what everyone was wearing. This one had some choice words that we knew fully what it meant. It was sexual nature and the shirt said, now hiring for all positions. And I mean, come on, like you, you know what that means. I knew what that means. And I was in seventh grade. We bought it and we were like, okay, what's the next thing that we need for our twin outfit? We need bottoms. We found really cute jean skirts to go along with this bright red, sexually powered <laughs> shirt that, that we chose to buy. And I, I think we got our jean skirts at Hollister as well, or maybe like some adjacent style store. Anyways, short skirt jeans with a red shirt was what we were going to wear. I don't remember if we were going to match our shoes as well, but we were IMing that morning as the kids do. I don't even think people IM anymore. Oh my God, I'm so old. Anyways, okay, AIM, if you know what it is, it's basically like Discord, but way less cool. Y'all have it super cool now with Discord. AIM kind of took up your phone line and you, you weren't able to make any phone calls while you were on the internet with AIM and AOL. Anyways, I had messaged her. Are you sure you're going to wear this? Yes, I'm going to wear it. I'm wearing it right now. Perfect. I'm wearing it too. Now, let me just say this is before selfies even existed. Phones took pictures, but like not really. And not everyone had a cell phone back then. So when your friend says they're wearing something, you believe them. So I got on the bus and went to school in my red shirt that said, now hiring for all positions and a mini skirt. When I got off the bus, the looks that I got, I, I still to this day makes me turn red. I am currently in a zip up hoodie and I am getting hot just telling you this story because I died of embarrassment. I was not the kid who wanted all eyes on me. Nope, don't notice me, do not perceive me. I am just here, but I don't want you to know that I'm here. That outfit said, hello, I am here today. And when Amanda got off the bus, she wasn't wearing the outfit. I was like, um, what happened? You told me this morning on AIM that you were wearing the outfit. She said that her mom saw it and wouldn't let her wear it. 
She was wearing jeans and a hoodie. But then she lifted up her hoodie and said, at least I'm wearing the shirt. (sighs) I was mortified because I didn't have a change of clothes in my locker. I took a deep breath and walked into school. My homeroom teacher took a look at my outfit and said I needed to go to the principal's office for obvious reasons. So I had to wear for the rest of the school day, starting from the beginning of the school day, my gym uniform all day long. This whole experience was absolutely mortifying and I never really trusted Amanda again. No, I'm just kidding. I trusted her. But when someone asked me if they wanted to wear the same outfit, I said, no, thank you. This is all to say that for the most part, embarrassment is really just a short-lived experience that's happening to you in the moment. We do something, realize it was a complete mistake, and then go through those awful feelings of discomfort. And maybe we apologize to people about something we said or did, or maybe to ourselves for having those negative feelings. But eventually it fades and things just kind of go back to normal. Sometimes, however, we have such strong adverse reactions to embarrassment and those embarrassing situations that the negative feelings just seem as though they're lingering for an eternity. You know what I mean. When minutes feel like hours and hours feel like days, it's incredibly difficult to overcome. We're talking about those late nights when you're up, you can't sleep, and you're dwelling on the past. Things that happened 10 years ago. Something that your crush told you, or maybe your friend told your crush that you liked them, and that was embarrassing. Maybe you had chocolate on your face all day, and no one told you. Again, not projecting. Okay, maybe I'm projecting. Is this whole podcast just going to be me projecting? Anyways, that, my friend... You know that feeling that keeps you up all night? That's called anxiety. Ooh. Those who suffer from social anxiety disorder understand this thought pattern all too well. I mean, it's literally your whole day wondering if Gerald, the barista at Starbucks, is mad at you because you asked for soy milk. Right? Are they mad? I don't know. I can never go to that Starbucks again because Gerald's upset with me. It's, it's that. That's, mm-mm, we don't like that. It causes us to fear situations in which you may be judged negatively or worry about embarrassing or humiliating ourselves or maybe even avoid doing things or speaking to people out of fear of feeling embarrassment. We may suffer from anxiety in anticipation of an event that could potentially cause embarrassment. It hasn't even happened and you're already embarrassed. Or we often expect the worst possible consequence from a negative or embarrassing experience during a social situation, maybe a party or something. You don't want to do something that is going to make you look or feel different. This can cause us to play a social situation in our head over and over again to make sure we don't humiliate ourselves in conversations. You know, when you practice conversations before you go hang out with people, you totally do that too, right? (laughs) Right? You said right, right? Anyways, it's easy to say that we shouldn't let embarrassment of fear or embarrassment control our lives, but for some people, it's much, much more difficult to actually conduct our lives according to this mentality. 
But why do these moments make us feel this way? Why do I care if chocolate's on my face all day long? Why do I care that I had to wear my gym uniform? What is it about these situations that make me care? Well, we feel embarrassment when others are there to witness our errors, our shortcomings, maybe even failures that fail to meet societal expectations. We aren't born with an innate sense of embarrassment. If we think of young children, they are unapologetically themselves. They say things that are wildly inappropriate to people. Like, you look ugly today. Why don't you have any friends? I'm not projecting. These are just things that kids say. We've all had a kid say one of these things to us. I'm sure. Right? Am I just realizing that I'm really weird? Okay, anyways. Oh, goodness. Kids are weird themselves, too. For example, they could be in a restaurant and pulling off their clothing or repeating words or information they've heard adults say that they don't necessarily understand and probably shouldn't be repeated in company, but, you know, they're kids. They do it anyways. A big reason why this is so is because human beings are born with an egocentric point of view. We are the center of our own little world. You're just living in it. You know what I'm saying? Think like main character syndrome where everyone thinks that they're the main character of their own story. It's only when we're able to view ourselves from the outside looking in, do we realize that we have a separate self, that our thoughts are different from other people's thoughts and that others may actually judge us or see us in negative ways that we begin to feel that embarrassment and it festers. So in this sense, embarrassment is a learned emotion because it requires someone telling us that our behaviors are somehow incorrect, improper, inappropriate, not polite, or otherwise negative. When you're telling your kid, hey, you shouldn't say that, or hey, don't pull your clothes off in public, or whatever it is, someone is telling you that those actions are not deemed appropriate and there so by doing them, you should feel embarrassed. So say thanks to your mom and dad and teachers for your embarrassment levels. Just kidding, but not really. Let's take this one step further, shall we? We can understand that embarrassment is tied deeply to our own sense of right or wrong. So think good and bad. Acceptable or unacceptable, it's all the same thing. This is why different people have varying levels of the same actions for embarrassment. For example, if you grow up in a culture where belching or burping after a meal is seen as a compliment, you're unlikely to follow a large belt with a excuse me or I'm sorry or get embarrassed that you even burped in the first place. Whereas if your parents always told you that growing up and burping at the table is rude if you accidentally let one slip with friends or maybe work people, I don't know. You might feel embarrassed and be like, oops, sorry. And now you just let go of this bodily function that, I mean, honestly, everyone burps. So it's not weird, but I mean, hey, some people are are raised to think that it is. So it's all varying degrees of embarrassment. There's also this thing called secondhand embarrassment where you feel embarrassed for other people or on someone else's behalf. A very good example of this is when you're like watching TV or a movie and you see a character going through something super cringy 
You might be compelled to look away or shout at the screen or be like, why are you doing that? It, it makes you feel uncomfortable, even though it's not even you. You feel like you need to walk away and get out of the situation for this character that you don't even know. You're just an observer in the show. Why would you feel embarrassed for them? This feeling of embarrassment depends on this like external entity, in this case, ourselves, passing judgment on the behavior of others. So your level of embarrassment and what makes you uncomfortable is now getting pushed and judged on other people. So you're feeling secondhand embarrassment for their actions. If we're lucky when watching shows like this, we might see the character realize and have that self-realization of uh oh, and we can all feel embarrassed together and have a good laugh about it. But that's not always the case. Let's really dive into this thought of needing an observer to feel embarrassed. So that's the idea that someone else needs to be present in order for those actions to even feel embarrassing in the first place. So what does that look like? Maybe that's like picking your nose, right? If you're doing that in the private of your own home, no one's watching you, you're not even thinking twice that that action is weird or embarrassing. But if someone is watching you through the window, I don't know why they would be, but maybe they are, or you're doing it in your car where you think it's this isolated private place, but it's not. And someone, maybe someone walking their dog uh, sees you, that's embarrassing. You're like, uh oh, now they know I'm a nose picker. Gross. Other things of this nature could be the implied five second rule when you drop food on the ground. Maybe in your own home, you pick it up and eat it because whatever, you don't care. But at a restaurant, if you were to pick it up and eat it, you might be afraid that someone saw that and they're judging you because, I mean, honestly, you ate something off of a restaurant floor and that's kind of gross. You know what I'm saying? But all of these feelings happen when you introduce that third party that someone who is seeing you do it makes you feel uncomfortable or guilty for your actions. It doesn't even have to be something that you do that makes you feel embarrassed that someone else saw. It could even be something as simple as something that happens to you that makes you feel embarrassed. Maybe you're walking outside in a flowy skirt and the wind picks up, your skirt blows up, and then someone sees your underwear. That could be embarrassing, but if it happens and no one's watching, then the wind picking up and your booty cheeks just out in the wild doesn't really have a, an effect on you. You're like, whatever, okay, okay, dear, you got a shot, you know? So yeah, having this third party person is what makes the embarrassing feelings that much more embarrassing. Okay, so we talked a lot about how embarrassment can feel like a negative emotion, but I think it's time that we give some embarrassment a little bit of love and how it can be a positive thing. In the end, we really do want to avoid these negative emotions associated with embarrassment and just not feel embarrassment at all costs, but this allows us to kind of be on our best behavior. Because embarrassment tends to make us feel uncomfortable, we will do whatever it takes to avoid these situations and scenarios that cause us to feel embarrassed in the first place. 
while also hoping we can escape those all too frequently embarrassing moments that occur no matter how well we prepare in our head those conversations and interactions with people that we go to parties with. We keep a solid record of past embarrassments and internalize the societal rules and expectations that are dictated by the world we live in, believing that if we remain in line, we'll make it through the day unscathed. All to say... That every time you feel embarrassed, you are learning something new about how not to act or let that thing happen in the first place so you don't end up feeling embarrassed after all. Embarrassment can help us keep our personal and professional relationships in good standing. So if we believe it's important to be dependable or maybe not break a promise to a friend or even miss a deadline at work, We'll feel embarrassed when these things happen, which we don't want to happen, so we'll try our best not to make them happen. Because we want to avoid those negative feelings, we'll be more inclined to follow through when we say we're going to actually do something. The same is true if we follow the old saying, honesty is the best policy, we'd feel quite embarrassed to be caught in a lie and thus would gravitate towards truthful exchanges with friends and coworkers because Honestly, nothing is worse than getting caught in a lie. That's probably the most embarrassing thing, in my opinion. I think embarrassment can also teach us a lot about our peers and our family, our friends, societal groups, cultures, on what we find embarrassing and what others don't. As mentioned before, much of the reason we even feel embarrassed in any given situation is influenced by the way the society around us perceives certain activities and behaviors. And thus, people from different walks of life won't find the same things embarrassing that you find embarrassing. Something as simple as clothing. In some tribes, men and women don't cover up their breasts or genitals. But in Western culture, we have sexualized these parts of our bodies to the point where seeing another woman's breasts in the locker room or sauna can be embarrassing. We've all been to the gym, the YMCA does this, where there are men and women locker rooms and a lot of older generations will go into those saunas and steam rooms in the birthday suit. I personally wear my bathing suit because I don't want people seeing me in my birthday suit and you almost feel uncomfortable and embarrassed even though there is nothing to be embarrassed about because we all have beautiful human bodies. But I feel like in the United States, it's not normalized to see those parts of other people. So maybe something that's really common in Europe is more embarrassing here in the U.S. But this all allows us to understand each other on a much deeper level by learning what people from different cultures and societies, belief systems, what they find acceptable and unacceptable. If we simply remain open-minded and seek and comprehend others' experiences, it might be difficult at first to understand why common events evoke different emotions, but putting in the effort to do so will only benefit the global society creating empathetic and compassionate individuals with cultural sensitivity and a broader sense of how we can all coexist harmoniously. While our first priority tends to reduce our own feelings of embarrassment and preserve the sense of self, having a mutual understanding can help prevent others from feeling embarrassed for or by our own actions as well. 
There is one side of this embarrassment coin we haven't talked about yet. And you're probably like, Mac, we talked about the good. We talked about the bad. There's only two sides to a coin. What are you talking about? And I will say the edge is also a side of a coin. I am digressing. Anyways, my philosophy on embarrassment has always been fuck them. Who the fuck cares? People are going to think what they're going to think and you cannot control that. You cannot control how other people act or respond to your actions and you should unapologetically be yourself. I think it's so important to lean into your own words and your own actions. Just stop analyzing every single thing you said to your friend. If you meant it in the moment that you said it, then you meant it. Don't worry about it several hours, weeks, or years later. Easier said than done. I know. I just, I love the thought that kids are unapologetically themselves. They will tell you exactly what's on their minds. They don't seem to really ever feel embarrassed because an adult hasn't come along yet and ruined life for them. Live your life as a kid and don't worry about what other people think of you. Just let your freak flag fly. That's my opinion. I know we've been going on the good, the bad, the whole thing, but honestly, just who cares? You do you. If they're judging you, if they're mad at you, whatever, you're doing something right. And I just, I love you guys. All right, folks, that's going to be it for our first episode of Something to Noodle On. I hope our first topic of embarrassment actually gave you something to noodle on. I'd like you to noodle on this. What makes you embarrassed in your everyday life? Either it's a day-to-day thing or a situational thing. I'd love to hear it and keep the conversation going on our Discord or on Twitter. So you can follow me on Twitter at a pod to noodle on. You can also follow my personal Twitter, mac and cheese, please. P1Z, not PLZ. We'll be putting out weekly podcasts every Tuesday. You can find something to noodle on wherever you get your regular podcasts, wherever podcasts are sold. (laughs) They're not sold. Anyways, okay, I got to go. Love you guys. And I'll see you next time. Bye.